everyone to another episode of Out of Character. I have no idea what this one's going to be called, but I do know it's a check-in on Cotton's game. Indeed. Woo! Woo! Right. That's just D&D. It's happening. The Return of the Fucksticks Part something. We don't know. We can look it up. Just uh, edit in like, I don't know. Voice it's an ongoing like thing. It's an ongoing thing. I don't yeah. know. Are they still able to be called the Fucksticks? Now I know the table's changed. Well... Yeah, because mm. now they know. I finally, I finally told them. Uh, I told them at the end, not, not when well, I told them in the middle. I was like, "Yes, there's this podcast," and so I've given them the information. So if y'all hear this, I love you, and uh, <laughs> you're great. And uh, two of my players, I'll be going to their wedding soon. That's gonna be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> y'all are wonderful, great people. And I explained the whole fucks of the thing. And I was like, "It's never good when you have to start an explanation with a lot of preamble." <laughs> you know, so there's a podcast, and see, you know, y'all do goofy stuff, but now it's a lot. But back then, it was kind of crazy. But and so that's this name happened, and I got these whiskey balls and a little tin that said "fuck sticks" on it. Like I had like whiskey, like powdered sugar, thing, I had all these little treats from Lil. And so my uh, one of my players looks at me with a face, and I'm thinking I'm about to get some shit for them being the fuck sticks. And he goes, "You didn't bring any of the snacks. We bring snacks every every time." I was like, oh, "Fuck! I mentioned the snacks. Mistake." <laughs> they feed you every time, and you every forgot to time. mention it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you I forgot call to... them fucksticks, and they feed you. They do feed me. I figure wow, I am a GM. True fucksticks. It's You're... a pretty common thing that the GM, GM gets the food. Yeah, yeah. No, we make <laughs> sacrifices to God. Yeah, I, I get yeah. it. Wow. That's right. You That's gotta pay great. those taxes. Wow. <laughs> You're crazy. I know. That's why I'm the GM. It's, it's it's a great way to be crazy, and people have to be there because they don't get to play the ND. If uh, that putting up your bullshit. Crazy. <sighs> but yes, it was a good game. We had a great weekend, and I can I, I await to hear. They did not get very far in terms of like number of rooms cleared or whatever, but a lot happened, and I I await your input and opinions and. Perspective on how you would have done things differently, if at all, than the way that I did them. I probably would have done them better. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> probably. I would, yeah. I choose and to do I'd better. And then I'd make a video. And then I'd make it a video, <laughs> so you could not. So that way you couldn't say I faked it. Right. I did do it better. This is the whole <laughs> Jupiter's treading on inside jokes, which I wouldn't do. It's not very cool to the people who weren't. But pretty much everybody but Zarkara who heard all the horseshit that we <laughs> were talking uh, about. That's why. Him. If you want to hear the horse shit, you got to do the Patreon. Yeah. You got to the Patreon content. You want to be in on all the jokes? You got to You want to be regaled about cotton talking no. shit to some magic Don't gathering player? Don't you talk player? about it. Don't you talk about feel it. it. It's, a, it's a teaser. It's a, it's a, it's a teaser. A, Don't you yeah. dare talk about that story outside of this channel. All right, guys. Let's so, hear it. All right. So we had a player out the previous session. So we kind of like rebound the clock 10 20 seconds not not to let them change in their actions but to kind of like run through it so i'll do that for y'all the party had come to a large stone door with an engraving on it of a man with a withered arm his hand held up high and you can see how like withered and emaciated that arm is and where the face should be is occluded by stars one of them holds their hand up our barbarian turok <laughs> the, the our copyrightable name uh Open, and he does that, and when he mimics the engraving, the door slides up the stone, making noise as it grinds against itself, and they enter in. It's a rectangular room, about twice as long as it is wide, and there's as you walk in the door, there's like a wall directly in front of them, but open on the ends, like a library-type shelf, right? So there's a wall right in front of you, but you can just walk around it to get to the middle of the room. They go around it, there's a crown. Beautiful, the the opal crown is one of the three named treasures in the whole module, and so it's this beautiful gold and black gemmed thing. And they grab it. The door is shut. There's another wall in front of after that um, the little pedestal the crown was on, where you could walk around the sides of it to get to the last third of the room. They can't see back there, but that what what is back there is a demon face mounted in the wall. In its mouth is a sphere of inky blackness. A.K.A. our friend, the Sphere of Annihilation. And as they grab that thing, because they're fucksticks and they want this loot, fair enough, and hey, they don't see anything amiss happening, they don't hear anything, they grab it, 
boom. Door is slammed shut. Two Bodaks emerge from the sphere of annihilation. They don't even see this happen. They come around. They start coming around, and you can hear them. And the party decides, you know what? We don't want to fight right now. Actually, we would like to hide. <laughs> so they they start hiding behind the other wall, and they're like dancing around. And uh, the Bodaks the Bodaks search the room, and as they're going to come around the side. Right before they can cap, uh, they they would see them. Our druid, who is possessed by Moa, goes invisible, which is the power that that of of the trick. Like there's these trickster gods. It's a thing you get possessed by them in the Tomb of Annihilation. They give you powers. This one is you can go invisible at will. It's a good one. She goes invisible. This is our druid. Grabs a rock and throws it across the room to distract them. They use this, and it's like okay, you distracted them for a minute. And they, that gives them time to come up with a plan. They cast a firewall, or a wall of, fi- wall of fire, uh, to section one off, burn the shit out of it, go up on the other one, they gang up on it. A fight happens, they beat the shit out of them. Great! They won, right? It's, it's, it's great! But things are not all that great, actually, because as they investigate this room, those doors that shut, on the inside of those large stone columns that have come down and sealed them in, there's a picture of a man with an arm held up high, his face occluded with stars. But that arm is not a withered arm. It is gone from the elbow up. It is a severed arm. So they hold their arm up. Nothing happens. And they go to that big black inky void. And the thing about investigating it, putting their arm in, I'm like, do you? No, no, but our our rogue with his robe of many th- his, our rogue with his robe of many things gets a ten foot pole. Not a bad idea. They find out, yeah, there's a uh, an inky ball of blackness that will just destroy anything that's put inside of it. So they they're gonna like they're trying to come up with ways. They they understand that probably cutting their arm off will open this open these walls. And I am trying to stick to it. All right, I want my arm. I want it. They, they grab the crown. That's the trap. They got greedy. I want my fucking arm. <laughs> so, how do you feel so far, Jube? What do you mean they got the sphere of annihilation and they beat the bad guys? They won. Yeah, but they're in the room trapped, so they can hang out of here for a while, you know, until they're fresh. Why they have to give you an arm, though? Why? I mean, because that's how the, that's how that door is wired. Like the L, the the text of the game says, somebody has to raise their arm with a missing arm. To make those doors open, or just, you know, don't grab the crown. Isn't this weird, though? Like, isn't it just weird that somebody has to m- mutilate their own character? It's... Screwing up, I assume, it would screw things up for their character, unless there's nothing mechanical implied to sh- chopping off your own arm. It really... But self-mutilation you, is a thing. Like, like it's such a weird. Like, I want that to happen. It's it's fine. It 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 imparts the seriousness of the game, and mechanically, it does not trash at least one or two of our characters. Like, we have a cleric who's already lost her mace. She had to use it on a weight trap. They had to, like put a certain amount of weight on something, and they needed stuff. And she didn't really swing her mace a lot, so she coughed up the mace. Well. That arm's not doing a whole lot, is it? You can still cast right. spells with your holy symbol. Wait, wait, wait. You just compared a, a, a weapon that wasn't used very often to a PC's arm. Well, that again, she's a spellcaster. No, you got she's two. A you got two. Plus, in like a level or two, you can use that one arm you have left to cast a spell that'll bring back that other arm. It's fine. It's D&D. It's not... <laughs> losing an arm is kind of fine. So the 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 swirly thing, annihilation thingy, they can't destroy the door with it. They can't move it. It's just a a black ball inside this devil mouth in the wall. So you can't do you, you okay. can't transport it around. It's an immovable thing. It's so stupid. So they're trying to like sew up dead bodies, and I'm like, well, they're pretty mutilated. But go ahead. And they make like a. I'm like, what kind of role is this? I'm like, how about deception? We have a rogue. He's gonna do some disguise kitty construction shit with some dead bodies, and maybe put some makeup on one of their own people. He rolls complete trash. I was trying to give him an out, Jupiter. You did try. At least you gave him a try. But what would they have had to have rolled for it to be successful? What What was the DC? 
I would have probably keyed it to, to be around 16 to 18. <gasps> I'm looking for some number in there to trick this door. And this wow. is a rogue who has got like a plus seven to deception. It's not a crazy get. And frankly, if he got probably 15 or 16, I'd have coughed it up. I'm looking for something, right? You know, I'm going to do an internal calculation, but he got like a four on the roll. So, no, you don't trick the bullshit door. And you know your role is shitty, so you don't get to be mad at me, which is the main thing. It's, it's very important to everyone like me if you haven't also, done it. So I, I don't like the <laughs> characterization of your PCs as they got greedy. The point of a dungeon crawl is to get the treasure. So don't make it sound like, oh, they shouldn't just be grabbing stuff. That's the whole point of a dungeon crawl is to loot. Well, so be, maybe be smarter. No, you job. can you can loot it, but be smarter. <laughs> like maybe wedge something under the door, or like transport it, or do something other than just grab it immediately upon viewing it. Especially when that's the whole. It, it also imparts a seriousness of how much this place is rough. Like it's all fun and games until someone loses an arm. But they're all new. This is my argument. They're all new. Not that new. They don't know. They, they, what we've had a lot of right shit. Now. Yes, okay, okay, okay. To get in this they place? don't realize that this module, I mean, I mean, maybe they just don't realize this module is just a giant fuck you. But unfortunately, Cotton does not have the confidence of his convictions. And so one of them says, our, our druid says, why don't we, does anybody have a mirror? Or could, could we use a mirror? I hate when they say that. Could we use a mirror? I mean, you can do anything you want. Like if you have a mirror. And that's what I said. Does anybody have a mirror? And it clicked in my head. Yeah, they fucking do. That goddamn robe of useful item. That robe has been the savior of the party. And that robe scoured. like, holy shit, I have a steel mirror. And I gave it to them. I mm. did. It was a cool idea. He remembered his item. He used something on it. So I love mundane solutions. You know, I love the whole mm -hmm. Indiana Jones, like, heavy satchel to defeat the thing. I love that shit. Uh <laughs> Which we will see comes up in a little bit. So I gave it to them. Right? Steel mirror. Mm -hmm. You show the guy a reflection of itself. You get your way out. It gave me a moment I really liked. The players felt resourceful. It wasn't just, here's my spell. Or even, here's my skill roll. Give it to me. They had to be smart. I give a lot of bonus. Like, rule of cool, I'm with you. I also love the cousin of the rule of cool, which is the rule of resourcefulness. Okay. If you, if you have a cockamamie MacGyver like plan, I love you. <laughs> I want, I want you to win. That's where I'm at. I don't know so, how I feel about that, but okay. In general or the, the steel mirror in general. Okay. No, the whole, uh, like, cause what I heard, what I heard was, yeah, the module's a giant fuck you, and I'm going to have you do this. But if you come up with something really cool that I like, I'll let it happen, all right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I could just take your fucking arm. Like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I am a generous god. I mean, but that's the thing. It's got to be something you like. Well, yeah. No. Yeah, it's my game. It's my game. Yeah, it's my game. There you go. Club okay. Cotton here in Cottonland. I'm the president. Cottonland. I'm the gimper. I'm the king. I'm Michael. Yeah. You're Tito. <laughs> to wow. crib from rush hour. Wow. Okay. All right, go on. So our plucky party gets out fully limbed. Uh, by the way, oh, they even crushed a history check to find out the history of this thing. How there was this archmage who saw the evil of man in the opals of his crown and built a sphere of annihilation as a doomsday weapon to destroy that evil, but then he was consumed by it. I was very impressed with the lore there. Good job, which is on some little back lore. And this is an item that doesn't actually have any magical powers, which I'm kind of cool with. There's there's enough shit in there. There's lots of magic. They didn't like skimp on magical items. I like having some mundane bullshit. It's just like, this is a beautiful piece of art, and that's it. It's worth a shit ton of money. you know. Or you can just have a badass crown. Up to you. So... They then, let's go to my map here, they go down a hallway, they find one of the skeletons, there, there are skeleton keys here, where there's different skeletons on every level that have like a weird growth from their head that's in the shape of a pentagon, hexagon, square, triangle, which is used as a, as a series of keys to a big gate. They know their keys, they grab it, good job them. Cool beans. Then, they come to a stairwell that leads down. 
Now, now this does annoy me about the module. The module has maps for you as the GM and the players. So, like, mine has room numbers, right? Like, I'm looking at room 55, okay? There, the, There's another map that doesn't have, like, room numbers printed on it, okay? Mm-hmm. But it has trap locations with dashed lines, which is the dumbest fucking thing. <laughs> they know that that signals trap locations though yeah right? well there it's 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 clear that there's like dashed lines around these particular tiles mm-hmm. which would indicate spoopiness mm-hmm. that's that's fun so it's a mm-hmm. stairwell at the bottom of the stairwell is a treasure chest with a rusted lock <laughs> there's the dashed lines right in front of that and there's a room and i'll get into it later it's a big open room one of the tombs for one of the nine trickster gods is in there what they don't see are the dashed lines at the top of that stairwell, the entrance to it. Well, when they were fighting that the, that little random skeleton, which is no threat to them at all, uh, you know they have to get these like these weird heads. Okay, our druid has a bag of tricks. I had completely forgotten that she had that thing. I think she had forgotten she had it for a while. Well, she reaches in, pulls out a puffball, and threw a badger at the skeleton. Okay, now this did not materially help destroy the skeleton. It did a point of damage. Good job, Badger. But that's it. But they have a Badger. And I think he's around for several minutes. That's fine. So they're looking down this stairwell. Our rogue kills the perception check and sees through his own ability and not like the dashed fucking lines that there is a tra- a, some trapdoor nonsense above the stairwell. At the top of it, there's like a hatch that would like open up and like dump something. And he's like, okay. So they decided to get smart. Now, the book says you can jam this thing. A lot of the traps can be jammed. Like It, it explicitly says this is a, a trap that can be jammed in some such a way. And if they get close to that, I would say that I would give it to them. Right? They're in the spirit of it. Dude finds the trap. He has a crowbar on his robe of useful items. T- you know, straps it to the pole and has the, uh, the, uh, the orc, our, our orc barbarian. He's going to, like, disable it, right? He rolls a crazy athletic roll, shoves this thing in there, cranks it. <laughs> Now, they had sent the badger down the stairwell to go investigate the metagamedly trapped area, which is kind of horseshit, but I knew where this was going to go. So there's a badger down there, and they sent the badger to, like, attack the wooden chest. Well, it didn't do very well. It's just going to sit on top of the chest at the bottom of the stairwell. They open this door, and out from the door does not come sand or water that they expected, but a five-foot sphere of solid granite. Big old ball, straight from Indiana Jones, crashes down, rolls down the stairwell, smashes the rusted chest to smithereens with the badger. Now, in that rusted chest, however, was a key that is invisible. It's an invisible key, and it can come into play later. But there are specifically written guidelines for how you can see that key if this case is smashed to smithereens. Our barbarian says, I, I, do I see anything? I'm like, roll perception. And he wanted to, like, paw it off because he is not the best perception in the party. Nat 20. <laughs> well, in, in amongst the blood, the blood and badger fur, you see something that doesn't match with the floor, like it's a raised-up thing. And you realize, as you investigate, it is a key. Oh, and of course, that giant boulder that they triggered went down and smashed the badger and also rolled over the trap at the bottom of the stairs, which was an acid trap. The floor collapses. It's a solid, it's like solid pit or sorry, solid glass walled pit. So it's like difficult, difficult to climb out of uh, acid trap ball. The steel, the, uh, the stone thing that's like falls in that. Badger gets murdered. They have this uh, invisible key. Cool. Cool beans, right? That's, they're doing pretty good. They have an invisible key. Uh, our barbarian decided to, uh, you know, they, they, he didn't want to lose the key, so he took part of the badger foot and, like, tied it to the key. Our druid was unamused. But she couldn't really say shit, because she had sent the badger down there in the first place to find a trap, and then it just, if it's a different trap, that that's fine, right? Like, morally, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the trap isn't very big or threatening. They can hop over it, no problem. They're in this room. They are now in the tomb of Unk, the true neutral of the Nine trickster gods. He is a flail snail. He is indecisive, calm, rational. The snail. I have a soft spot for the flail snail. I think he's, he's cool. He's a snail. Yeah, he's a flail snail. That's, flail. He's, a, he's different. 
I don't care how you try to say flail to make it sound cooler. He's a snail. He's a snail. He has weaponized pseudopods. Okay. <laughs> you like tentacles? They're kind of tentacles. Fine. <laughs> not, not on Team Snail. I see. All right. So let's read to you. The yes, Wizards of the Coast, licensed, printed, get this thing copyright stricken immediately. Here we go. Four marble columns support the ceiling of this grand tomb. Twin staircases ascend to an upper gallery, where a carving in the form of a giant maze adorns the wall. On the floor of the tomb stands an opaque crystal sarcophagus that is constantly changing color. Minotaur murals adorn the walls at the lower levels of the tomb. So, big-ass room. In front of you is a sarcophagus, slowly pulsing and changing colors. Past that are staircases on the left and right that go up to a little balcony area, a little overlook deal. On the wall is a maze. It's foggy and shifting and moving. And the walls in the lower area of this room have minotaur murals. Does this all make some level of sense? It's a room. Cool. Well, our uh, our ranger... Our lizard folk ranger, possessed by the trickster god Kubazan, who is brave and some might say foolhardy, is urged to touch the maze. And he does. He's then sucked into the maze. Why did he touch it? Because uh, he has been possessed by Kubazan, one of the nine okay. trickster gods. And it so was he like, hey. Can't. He has no agency. That's it. It's done. He's possessed. He's going to get sucked in, period. No, you can ignore it. Oh, okay. So he no. he chose not to. He rolled. What happened? Yeah, no, he just chose. I'm like, you're being urged by... He just by, chose. Okay. Yeah, your, your trickster god is being like, hey, buddy. You should, like, he, he's possessed, but they're they're on the same side of wanting to destroy the evil Archelic Aserach. And it's like, hey, man, I feel like you should touch that thing. Be a badass. Touch that maze. And he was like, okay. And uh, I appreciate that they're, they're kind of playing into it, you know? There's specific things in the rooms. You're like, you know, a character possessed by Wango will 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 think this. I try to riff it for any of them who ask, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, so he goes touches the thing. He is then sucked into the maze. Now, at that point, all those murals, like the there are secret doors open up, and we have ten Minotaur skellies. Ten of them, and our players. Have not taken a long rest in a hot minute. I do not know why. In the previous room where they were trapped, they were like, you know, we're trapped, but we could get a long rest. And I'm like, you're totally right. This is a room where I will not assault you with bullshit because there are very specific rules to open these doors. They're not just like normal doors. They're not pickable. These are like serious doors. If you want to get a long rest in here, I'm kind of okay with it. Okay. They just didn't fucking do it. Why didn't they do it, though? I think they lost track of it. They were like, maybe we could do it. They're very indecisive, and they do this thing where they constantly ask me, can I? Can I take a long rest? What they're really asking is, can I safely take a long rest? Which is not a fair question. So, like... I mean, you know what they're asking. Yeah, what do I say? What do I, say? I don't know what to say. Like, I, I know what you're really what you asking, mean? and I'm not going to get that. I, I give them, like, false hits every time. I'm like, you oh, can, because it pisses me. It kind of rubs me the wrong way. They're, they're fishing. They're constantly so talk fishing. talk about it. Don't sit there and do something back at them. Like, just say, guys, you can just say what you want to do. You don't have to say, can I? I mean, you could just, it's a quick, you don't have to say, can I? But if you, if they said long rest, can we take, yeah, this would be a great spot out of game. This is a great spot to take a long rest. Do they think that if they said, yes, we want a long rest, that the game would be done for the day? Because obviously you would just fast forward. No, I mean, they've taken long rest before. So They're just very I mean, reticent. They, they want me to say you're safe. And I don't want to say that. I want them to feel them bad. you that in that room. Why? How would they know? How would they know that those monsters can't open those doors? I know that. They want they they want the extra information of will this plan work before I commit? Wow. And I refuse. I refuse to give wow. them. I, <laughs> I'm not a crystal ball. I'm just the world. Wow. No, you're God, apparently. And I am an absent one. <laughs> I'm trying to be. When you want to be, like uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'd have gone it's a good place to take a, a long rest, yeah. I mean, you know, you know you're not going to assault them. You know, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I would have been okay with 
yeah, take a long. It's good take a long rest here. But I mean, you know, because now, if, if especially as the GM, you know what they're going to face. If you they didn't take that, or you didn't encourage that they take it. Yeah, but I, I wasn't basically just you're setting them up for no. That you're setting them up for a TPK. No, I'm not. I want I want them to have the intestinal fortitude to say I'm taking that long rest. I think they just forgot. I think most you of it was they were, they were to run up. your gauntlet. And you well, yeah. want to take pleasure in putting them through your gauntlet. Like, oh, I guess you guys should have taken that long rest. That's your bad. Anyway, mm-hmm. moving on. <laughs> so they're around all these things. They're getting low on gas. These these Minotaur Achilles, their AC sucks. They hit pretty hard. They have a nice charge move. Mostly they have a butt ton of hit points. Okay? They're, they're tough enough. Our cleric goes, I'm going to go to old Sacred Flame, old trusty Sacred Flame. And I was like, hey, I went to the player, I'm like, look, because they would know that these are like tough baddies, right? Like the players or the the characters would know this is like a real fight. I said, Sacred Flame is probably not going to do it. You are a cleric. You have this, you have channel divinity. You can turn undead. And I don't want to play her character for it, but I think she just kind of forgot. Normally she's used channel divinity to the extent she's used it to heal. Cool, and we just haven't faced large swaths of undead, right? It's been four, five, six, or we had uh, my mom's character was there with the fireball stuff. So there wasn't a whole lot of like the big turn undead thing. Well, now it's it's very relevant. And uh, she looks it up. I'm looking at the chart. I know the CR of these monsters. If they had one more level, her turn undead would have destroyed instead of turned these things. And I wish so much I had told them to level to go to, to go to level eleven prior, if if only for that, because it would have been so fucking cool. Instead, she can't destroy them; just turn them. We, we she 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 goes so she does that. She avails herself of the option I so kindly reminded, and she <laughs> says, yes, "I'm not all bad." Whenever the benevolent god decides to to give his help, yeah, yes. that but with less sarcasm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no! I'm starting to feel no, the game, and I'm really getting pissed. So let's keep going. Ah, uh, yeah, mm, this kill is delicious. So, uh, get uh, your tears make it. Del- it's salty. Anyway, uh, so we she strides forward, holds up her holy symbol, cast turn undead. They're all actually within the range of it. Maybe the room was designed that way. If so, good job, wizards. Highlight your clerics. Out of the ten skellies, eight fail the roll. So that's just 10 rounds of they're useless. It would have been badass if they just got shattered into a pile of bones. I almost wish I would have retconned it. Uh, but they did come up with a cool solution, as we'll highlight in a minute. Now, our poor ranger. Remember him? We forgot about him. Guy sucked into the maze. You roll a D100. 75% of the time, you're just lost in the maze. So every time his turn comes up, he's searching the maze. 15% of the time, you find a minotaur, a live one, in this maze, and you fight them to the death. Okay? Luckily, he's pretty good at fighting. The other about 15% is you find, depending on what you roll specifically, a crystal key. Uh, that is the color of one of the colors the sarcophagus is cycling through. Okay, that sarcophagus with like, like Unk's tomb, where his body is hidden, it's cycling through colors. Each Well, there's a key for each of those colors hidden in this maze. Now, they don't know that. He's searching for the key. Nothing, nothing. Minotaur, solo fight. He wins. He gets banged up, but he wins. He beats the other. He beats this Minotaur, slicing and dicing. Cool. Meanwhile, our our other players who are not trapped in the maze, they they defeat the two other Minotaur skillies. No problem. Okay, but what, what are we going to do with these other eight? So they come up with a plan. They 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 see the rules. These things have to flee them. So their plan is to run into the little alcoves where these things are like hovering. And chase them out with our cleric, like scaring them, <laughs> like like running at them and like pushing them out toward that acid pit where our big bulky barbarian is just gonna grab them and throw them into some bitch. How's that for a play? Oh, and two of the other players will hold a rope as a trip line. So like mm-hmm. as they get scared and like are kind of like corralled near our barbarian. He can take them, and I'm like, well, they're a size larger than you, so that's disadvantage on the roll, but you have this bullshit trip line, and like, people are helping you, so that's that's help action, that's out advantage, so it cancels out. 
He has good strength. So does the skeletons. He's also trained in athletics. They're not. He's got that Greco-Roman wrestling. And just starts, so every round, they start shoving him in. And there's about one round left per skeleton. And they bloop, 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 bloop. Never lost a roll. I mean, he had like mm. plus three compared to me. I thought I thought he, I was going to try to like have the skeleton throw him in mm. or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, he's got, he's got, you know, three or four on the roll, right? But I got eight fucking rolls. I'll win one. Wrong. <laughs> Just, hey, load them, line them up, knock them down. Into the acid you go. And I did the, I rolled the damage on the first acid thing. It uh, all but killed it. And they take the damage when they go in and the start of their turn. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not rolling that. It does like 90% damage in one hit. I'm not, I don't, I don't feel the need to roll those dice. So I was just shoveling them in. Yeah, it made the fight a lot faster. Thoughts mm-hmm. on that? That made, made, I, no, I felt less good. tedious. I could have like fight faster. That's great. Combat does drag. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be shitty, you, but well, the Minotaurs have to run away from you, but not toward anything. So like, you have to make a dexterity roll to corral them properly. I just wanted that fight to be over. Like that's they're gonna that win that the, fight. That wasn't the fight you were looking forward to, so you just kind of fast forwarded it. Well, they that roll was so crushing on the turn undead that mm-hmm. what's going to happen is is they're going to dogpile and they're going to know that they have an advantage in terms of action economy and attacking ability. So they're just going to dogpile and use shitty attacks to just smoke them individually, and it's just going to be yeah. a grind. So they're like they gifted me this plan of like instead of going through this crazy grind where we use where where we use really shitty attacks but that'll work with all this time we've bought and we make 500 rolls. How about we just like kill one per turn with some cool bullshit? And if we fail, then maybe one or two break the spell mm-hmm. in time. And then we fight one or two. Okay. That's yeah. more fun. Well, your table you know? always comes at combat a little differently. They are, they always have good ideas. They always come at it and, and find a different solution. So they do. I love my players. I have like mm-hmm. this platinum plated. <laughs> that was a badass plan, and I th- it, it did not occur to me when I'm reading about that room. Like, I read about the acid trap, and I'm like, that's problem one, problem two, minotaur, problem three, maze. I did not connect acid trap. Like it didn't occur to me that they would like use the trap. Mm-hmm. But fuck that smart. That was a smart idea. Mm-hmm. Good job. So yeah. yeah, I want to reward it. I thought that was cool, and you yeah. and they had to make rolls that were by no means guaranteed. So cool beans. Meanwhile, How did you reward them. Uh, they they killed a minotaur by making an athletics check. A minotaur skeleton. But I mean, that was the that was the idea. So what was the reward? Letting them do it. Yeah, I could have been like, "There's ways to make that shitty." And I, okay. Was, of, maybe right. reward is the I wrong the word. Give me some slack on the on, the, on my things. semantics. So, meanwhile, our poor ranger is by himself. He rolls again, and he's one number shy of finding a key. So he finds a minotaur. This one's bad. He gets the shit knocked out of him. This thing does reckless attacks, so it's getting an advantage on rolls. You get advantage back. Our ranger is he's the he's the poor guy at the table with the bad dice. We all have one, right? We all have that guy. It changes depending on what game it is, but there's always there's always somebody whose dice just don't fucking work. <laughs> I guess that's me. I'm that guy. Okay. Uh, yeah, traditionally Gotta in get D&D. new dice. Uh, <laughs> so this poor guy's up there. Luckily, an, a level ten ranger has some has some bonuses against a reckless attacking minotaur, and he is they're knocking the shit out of each other. Twice he avoids death blows by one AC because he has plus one AC when dual wielding. This thing is just lining up baseball slugger slings, uh, swings. It's like, Perry, <laughs> Perry, tink. <laughs> uh, but he goes down, and it does say in the book that the other players can see this maze and that they can see him like distortedly through the looking glass. And he can see back, and they're like, huge. He's like the ceiling is the room, so they're there, but they can't talk. They can kind of move. It's distorted, uh, but then one wants to cast a heal spell. Well, nothing said no. You would think it's a no, but I didn't want my player just to die because he goes down, and the Minotaur it says he fights to the death. So he's just gonna kill him, right? He's just gonna hit this dude 
and kill him. And it also says that, uh, that when they seems to be the point. Yeah. Well, if you if you touch this maze, uh, our our barbarian goes to help him. And so he touches the maze. It specifically says the maze keeps them separated. You cannot like yeah. join them in the fight. And mm-hmm. if he tries to join them in the fight, also I forgot to mention that the walls of this maze do not go on to infinity. They're twenty feet high. You can climb them and jump out and take force damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't. You know, you don't know you take force damage, but you can like mm-hmm. climb them as a, as a theoretical thing. I didn't mention this for several fucking rounds. Uh, because he's like searching for a key. He doesn't need to leave. He needs to find the fucking key. <laughs> And that is at this point, our players don't know they're searching for a key, right? All they know is there's a sarcophagus with a keyhole, and we found an invisible key in a chest 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. Who's got the key? The barbarian. Because he saw it, right? Mm-hmm. The same barbarian who went to go help the other dude. Mm-hmm. And so our rogue, he's in there thinking, looking like concerned. I'm like, what's going on with, what's going on with this guy? Like, what's, what's he think? He goes, Turok has the key. Now, he's wrong. Turok has a key. He doesn't have the key. But he thinks he does. He's Mm -hmm. he's frustrated that the one guy with the fucking key just jumped in the goddamn maze. So he runs over to the keyhole, and uh, he's looking at it, and it's like, because he's going to pick it. I'm like, there's no mechanisms. It's a magical key. There's just a keyhole where you could put a Mm -hmm. key, but you're like, there's no gear. There's no lever. There's no latch. It's just space. Mm -hmm. He's like, fuck, magical key! (laughs) So Turok jumps out, they get the key, doesn't work, wrong thing. That doesn't come up till later. Uh, oh man. Uh yeah, and our our uh, our but I do let them cast spells. Everything else was like you they they can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. So I felt like a spell should be able to pass through this membrane. Maybe it shouldn't have, right? Sound can't, and a lot of these spells have verbal components. But yeah, I just felt like that's kind of fine. And he only gets healed for like, I think, 12. So he stands up and immediately this Minotaur hits him for 11. Drops him to one. He comes back, kills the Minotaur with one HP. Then he climbs the walls, gets pooped out, takes force damage, back to dying, gets healed again by the cleric. And uh, (laughs) that's where we ended the, 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 the game so far. So that's where we're at. <laughs> mm. Mm. All right. So you've been hearing all this stuff, mm-hmm. and and it sounds like you are you you shared some opinions, but you sound like you're about to explode. So if you could just this fucking module is <laughs> the word. It's so awful. It's just awful, and it just I don't know. It's awful and bad. I don't like it. It's awful and it's bad and I don't know. I don't know what I don't, I don't know if it's I get the feeling that some that you kind of are getting enjoyment out of how hard it is on them. Yeah. I'm I'm still rude for them. Like at, like at the at the deep down, deep down, I want them to win. I want them Very to win. Deep down. Deep down. But I, I, but I want to be. I want. I want. I want the module to rough them up a little bit, right? I want it to be harrowing. I want them to feel threatened. You can't feel heroic if you didn't defeat a thing. If it was easy, nobody wants to watch the movie where Superman goes up and it's like you're bad. Thump. Roll There's credits. There's a difference between oh, the encounter is easy, and the encounter is a giant middle finger to you, chop off your fucking arm. I mean, that's there's a difference, dude. It's easy, and no, I'm sorry. Somebody's got to mutilate themselves. Sorry. Or have I a mean, you mirror. didn't make them, at least. <laughs> at least you didn't make them do that. They came up with an idea, and you went, all right, rule of cool. I'll, I'll take it. But in the hands of another GM, maybe they wouldn't. <laughs> they have less hands. <laughs> and they would say, no, you got to chop your arm off. And it's it's just such a dick module. I, I think it wants to be because Astrak is an asshole, and I am having fun with it with his. It's fucked up, but it's it's funny. It's a lot of fuck yous. He's just an asshole, and he's hilarious in that way to me. And the players kind of are digging it as long as it's not hitting them too hard. There's been some things that have been pretty gnarly. This is one of them. This is one of those things that is 
I think very brilliant because mechanically it does not fuck up your party. You can find somebody who casts spells and their character is not fucked. Okay. They just have one less arm. It's fine. The wizard does not need but one hand. In terms of the story, it sends an immediate message of like, stop fucking around. This is like, like, like no more fun and games. This guy's playing for keeps, right? I am not trying to go fully that way. I'm trying to kind of like stay in the middle mm-hmm. of this is a mean-spirited place with an asshole of a creator who just built this place to be a dick. Okay? Like, that's what it's for. Without fully... You know, I'm, I'm sanding down some of the edges. I want them to think. I want them to be outside the box. That's why I like it. It's not just, I have the big number. Very few things have come down to that. The point of the module, okay? This, this is my big philosophy on this thing. The point of this module is to get them to think outside the box, to be the Indiana Jones, to use your noodle and not your number, and outsmart this bullshit with with all your little tricks and moves and techniques and improvisations. And if they're doing that, cool. I want to support that. It's okay if I don't follow the words exactly. You know, I'm not trying to fuck them for the sake of fucking them. I want them to think and do and they look back and they're gonna have this and say I thought of that mirror. We thought of this acid trap, the crowbar in the trap. Like every time they're they're gonna go back and have all these times where they were fucked. They were up against the problem and it was insurmountable. There was no way to go through it until they figured out how to go around it or under it or over the top of it. I don't know. There's so many things <laughs> going on in my head right now. Is emotions. Is that <laughs> so many emotions. My emotions. Oh, man. So, you know, they're having a great time. And that, that's the biggest as thing, right? As long as they're having a great time, that's that's fine. As long as they aren't feeling beat up, as long as they're still having a good time, that's great. I don't care if you're having a good time. You're the GM. It's supposed to be work for you. <laughs> but I don't know. It's and, and to hear a mechanical player say, I don't want, I want them to think outside the box. I want them to do it because they thought of a way and not because of the big number. So it's like, then why do we even roll the dice? Why do we have the big numbers? If, well, if the big, you the, just the, want me to come up with a good idea. The big numbers are good for things like turning all the undead. Mm. Then your character is engaged in doing something. Mm. Or in um, <sighs> casting like uh, a gust of wind spell to move mm. people around. That, that, that's the best stuff. I mean, yeah, there's fireball. And, and I've set them up when it was time for our poor sorcerer. Mm-hmm. To go out to, to 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 leave her mortal coil, I let her go out in a blaze of fireballs. Mm-hmm. You know, there that was a big number. Yeah. Just you know, coming out the gate, they 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 won that fight that way. I had a plan with Withers, the uh, the second in command, the the of of you know Asrak in this place. He was supposed to be a recurring thing, and they just big numbered his ass down. They just uh, they, they they usually they're very conservative with their heavy guns. Well. They were not conservative with their heavy guns. They opened the fucking floodgates of damage and explosions and boom. And they blew through all my skeletons and beat the shit out of that guy and the people behind that guy. They they thought that's fine. They saw they hammered that problem with, with you know, a hammer. Cool, good for them. Cool beans. So it's, it's a mix of everything to, to me. I'm trying to hit all the bases. And I want to bring them to that place and, and facilitate that. Where they're like, where they're stressed a little bit. But how, let me just ask you, is any of this workable to you, or do you just hate this module so much you can't like fix it? You, you're just like, it's not that you would do it differently. This is, it feels like this, this content's very not your style of play, very unsalvageable. It's too many gotchas. It's too many, it's, it's just too many dick things in it. I can't. It's just too much. Too many whammies? Too many, too many. Too many. Well, I'm having a ball. So that, that, <laughs> Again, I don't care if you're having a ball. I care if the group is having a ball. And look, you're making me take my drugs earlier. <laughs> can't even finish the recording before I have to take my can't drugs. Can't even finish the goddamn recording. So, can't even finish. Mm, drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's think for a second. I don't think you would like this because you said it explicitly. Uh, I've, I've message received. Maybe you're more of a curse of Strahd person, where it's it's um, not all about how inventive you can get around the bullshit traps. It's navigating this grim dark space, 
and the bad guy of Strahd. And it's a lot more politicky or emotional, but it's also very dark. Or do you just not want dark? Do you want light, fun, maybe critical role kind of D&D? No, no, I like um, I like dark. I rarely get it, but I like dark. Okay. I, I whenever I try to run a dark, not evil game, a dark serious game, I get blazing saddles. Or yeah. I get the Monty Python corporate takeover pirates. You know what'll shut that shit down? <laughs> lose an gotcha. arm. Yeah, mm-hmm. pop them. Everybody's all funny and giggles. So they yeah. lose a fucking arm. But if that's what the group wants, that's what the group wants and that's fine <laughs> that's what they like that's that's it that's cool i'm not gonna get what i'm trying it, it just doesn't happen but i like it to to go back and forth i like it to be you know comedic in some parts but serious in others and i i do believe my group does that they give me that back and forth it's not 100 percent blazing saddles thank goodness and you know and as long as your table's having fun and are enjoying it great would I play in this module myself? Probably not. I And if I did, it would have to be with a GM that I very much trusted and that I knew did not take pleasure in watching me get beat up. Well, I'm out. I, that's uh... You'd be out. <laughs> that's it. I, I, I'd have to trust that GM and know that, look, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting tore up here, but they're not getting pleasure out of it. They are right there with me on this socks. Cool. And, and you know, that's that's what it would be. I, I just, I don't like this module. I don't like these old modules. I think as a GM that, you know, when you are running these, you do have to remind the players, hey, look, you know, it's, it's you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's got a lot of dick things in it. So, yeah, I, I think I would help them out. I would kind of preface it. I would. Let them know, hey, these are the kinds of things in here. You need to really think about problem solving outside of the box. I think I would kind of coach them to make sure that they knew what they were getting into. Because I think to just spring it on some people that have not played before is just, yeah, no, it wouldn't work. I, I could not do it. I could not do it. There are some things that prep the player. Well, I have, and I, I have straight mm-hmm. told them that Strahd's an asshole. Like, this is yeah. this is him being a dick. He's doing this for fun. He is mm-hmm. shitty. He thinks this is funny. Well, so you're not running Strahd. This is... Not Strahd. Sorry. Uh, Ac- Acerac, not Strahd. Okay. Okay. Strahd. So, the, the list. No, no, no. So, I assume you're going to give them Strahd after this, just to royally fuck them over. Right. Get them. And, but also, yeah. they've had the... Uh, <laughs> so, before this, they went to get these uh, MacGuffins in the town at nine shrines to those trickster gods. Each one was a very... Most of them were full of gotchas. And they were all like one, maybe two, three rooms. And they had lots of stuff just like this. Cutesy little traps and mechanics and weird stuff that you couldn't brute force your way through. So there was nine, like, training rooms, if you will, of, like, how this guy operates on a small scale to kind of, like, prep that brain for out-of-the-box thinking. And that worked very well. They've been doing it since they showed up. You know, throwing around weights and using 10-foot poles. And when they sometimes stray from that, they get popped sometimes. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just get lucky. Fine. You know? So, uh, so yeah. I, I, I think there's one that I really didn't like, and I have no problem changing stuff I don't like. There's a, a central stairwell. At the bottom, there are these very large... Um, like four armed gargoyle statues, and if all four of these things come to life and fight the party, they are brutal. It is it is a really nasty. It's like one of the five or six things that people who have reviewed this module have said is a like particularly lethal fight. And it's just like a fucking stairwell. It's not like it's a boss or some cool thing. It's just a bunch of goddamn gargoyles. Each one has tiles uh, on the top of its pedestal that are either copper. Uh, Was it? copper, silver, gold, or platinum, okay? And you find a little slot about the size of a coin. And you have to put coins in, a little, like, machine. Or, or if you leave the room without doing that, they come to life and attack you, okay? One reading of the module could indicate that you have to do that every time. Now, they could, they could afford this, 
but they don't they don't think of it. And I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. Like that's shitty. Like they they paid the money. You get like you know one dungeon run per per coin. I feel you know they did they did the thing. They did the obvious thing of put the fucking coin in the goddamn slot. And I telegraphed it. Like there's you know this is copper. There's a slot there. Hmm. Right. Yeah. But like but like you just said to you, but it it reads it reads one way. But there's another reading. That's the thing. Like a GM gets a hold of this, and if they run it strong and true, and like totally fuck up in the interpretation of things, they can make the module even harder. And that's why we're here to say, don't, don't do, do that. that shit. Don't do that shit. Wrong. Don't run this module. Number one, number two. Yeah. You've got to have leeway. Yeah. There's there's you one thing that's uh, that's, that's really I really thought was just bad design. That like there's like some of the stuff you can sand the edges or squint and you can like make it work and I'm cool with that right because you're giving me this thing and if it's to me ninety or eighty percent good mm-hmm. I can brush it up and you know you got me that far that that we're good okay we're good we're fine okay mm-hmm. but but this this there's a secret room where there's a golden skull players have not found it I'm not gonna help them find it but that way mm-hmm. if you touch the skull. Which is a golden fucking skull. Of course you're going to touch it. It comes to life. You're cursed. And it will taunt you for the rest of like your life. And you have disadvantage on everything forever. Unless you feed it like 5,000 gold pieces and gems or some horse shit. And they have money, but not like in gems mm-hmm. currently. Mm-hmm. But even so, like that's what a what a terrible fucking mechanic. It doesn't even kill you. Like the arm thing is like serious. It's actually a really cool ratio of how serious it is to how mechanically impactful it is. I kind of like it, but whatever. We disagree. This is just fuck your character. Your character's not dead. Yeah. They, yeah. They'll live forever. Fine. There's just a floating skull. I have to think of insults to sling at your character forever, <laughs> and also they're nerfed permanently. Uh yeah. fuck yeah. that. No. But that that's. I, I mean, I kind of, I liked cursed items, especially when they're cursed in really weird ways, like, yeah. But that's the thing about cursed items is it's not like they're, you know, on a shelf with a, a little place card that says cursed item and what it is. The players don't know until it's too late. Yeah. So that's why it's like, I like the idea of cursed items, but I don't like them to where they're nerfing a player. You know, like, eh. You want like a I like positive it in a and negative way. Yeah, I, 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 I want I, the yeah. controlled way. Like, I would have Akbar. Here's a cursed item. Do you want to have this horrible thing happen to you? Then you don't want that item. You know, but I, I, I don't like using them like just found things because yeah, that's just gonna fuck up your character. And I don't, I don't want to fuck up anybody's character because people do love to touch everything. They do a lot they, they, of quick touchers in, in games. They won't cast Identify, which kind of pisses me off, but I've just mm. decided to lose that battle. They're, <laughs> they're just not going to cast Identify, and they should for that reason. Right? It's fucking Identify. It'll tell you that it's fucked up. Do they not realize all that Identify will tell them? No, I don't know if they have access to it anymore. They probably do. Someone does. But, like, <laughs> our sorcerer left the party, so... So they don't have access to it now. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. Coming up is a room. If you're in this game, don't listen to this part. Uh, if you're, because I, I told them the podcast address, so we may have them as fans now. We'll we'll find out. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is a a thing coming up where they will find a necklace of fireballs. Except surprise, it's cursed. If you use one, they all explode, and the cat and the person who's wearing it doesn't get a save. So you're fucked. You you become a giant bomb. So mm-hmm. you're like, I'm going to use this necklace of fireballs. Presumably in a situation where it would be useful, like I'm surrounded by enemies, and instead of smiting your enemies, you blow the fucking party up and you absolutely hurt yourself horrendously, probably dead. Like they all go off. That's so stupid. Why have it? I'm like, this is that is bad. Just bad. I just I th- that is just it's oh. I think I'm going to use it. In a way that I like, though, which is it's going to be cursed. I'm going to teach them to use Identify, and I'm going to do it. I'm thinking this is my workshopping it, okay? It's just going to go poof. Like, you're going to throw it, and it's a necklace of fireballs, but it's just it's just a necklace of, like, shitty smoke bombs. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. What a terrible, what a terrible item. Do you mean detect magic? Sakara is saying detect magic. Is that what you're? No, detect magic will tell them that it's magical, or that it may be full of I shit. Magic a spell. tells a lot. It tells you the school, I think. It tells you. Yeah. Identify tells the you like the fucking book. <laughs> you give them the book. It tells you a shit ton. Detect magic does. Yeah, detect hmm. magic is fine. But identify, uh, you know, it's it, which, mm-hmm. which you, you by the way, were in a game like I think I cast identify. You didn't want to tell what it was, or I, I think Grave, oh, did. Grave no. cast identify. Because I think the the detect magic and the ident both of them, because magic is fucking op. It removes all <laughs> mystery out of everything. Yep. It tells you everything, like you know, who like, made the object, you just when they made the object. It, like, well, I don't want to do that. Have? Yeah, I was like, I don't <laughs> want to tell you. Because it takes everything away. It's like, well, you've taken away all, all the mystery and the whole point. Like, I don't. Like, it's it's stupid. Like, okay, then I guess you know, why have a mystery or adventure? Here you go, detect magic. You know what to do. Go solve the problem. Done. All right. And I I, I do wish that TV. was something that was less. It's it's such a weird thing to give this. So there's the problem of cursed and trapped items. So they give you a spell called Identify, which just is a first level spell and flat out breaks anything. It's it it, it every word, every sentence of the of the Identify spell is it tells you what it does. It tells you the spell. It gives you all the. It's, it, they just make it as legally clear as possible that mm-hmm. this is yeah. the one stop catch all. What the fuck is this goddamn item? Uh, which is is how they it's such a brute force way of solving the problem that then you don't it's a first level spell so soon enough they're just casting it willy nilly mm-hmm. so it becomes pro forma it's just a small spell slot yep. tax to fight to, to do the thing you have to do and nobody wants to do it and the punishment is we rat fuck you with a necklace of exploding fireballs just just give like wizards or sorcerers some kind of fucking ability to to cantrip this fucking thing but a not good version and make make, make identify like out of the frankly out of the game uh, or like so yeah. high level I, I, I passed about 12 13 14 level the game's dumb anyway so put it up there <laughs> uh it's fine at that point like i don't want the player to know about the your player's a god it's fine he can go between worlds it's exactly fine. your player's a god at a, at a certain point oh, man. He, he can know with the lich uh flattery is it's fine <laughs> uh he probably has one uh so um <laughs> but no but like at low i would like to say at a low level like fairly low ish, you get some or some more of these charges where you're like, "Tell me what the fuck this thing is." Kinda, you know, like, "Well, will is this thing cursed in some way? In some way, will this thing fuck me? Is yeah. there anything bad juju on this?" Mm-hmm. Or and like, you get a charge per day and per level. I don't know something, right? So you have some ability. Be, I don't know. Magic is just way too OP, and it ruins a lot of stuff. It takes out a lot of mystery. It does kind of make it so you can circumvent the problem because magic can solve any problem. And it, it really does just kind of, I don't know. To me, magic in D&D is too OP and it fucks the game up. Yep, I, don't I like can, I, I think, I, I like the creative solutions. I love the big powerful spells that aren't just do 28 damage. And I, but I've also seen that they frustrate, that they frustrate you. When, like when you have a certain encounter, a set a certain way, and I have some memories of this happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, here's a spell where I just, like, fuck all that up. Yeah. And yeah. you were like, no. <laughs> no. I, it's, it is a weird thing when you try to do an encounter. And I've learned, because I've, I've had that happen at my table. I set up an encounter, and they're like, yeah, here's this one thing we got. And it's like, fuck. I forgot they had it, or I didn't think they would think they had it, or whatever. And it, it just, it, it does. Uh, Grafa did it with the boat. Oh, I can control water. I'm going to move the water out from underneath. Boat goes down. Water goes back over. Everybody dead. I had like Great. mass mind I control. I guess I don't have, yeah, mass <laughs> mind control. It's a thing. Magic just screws everything up. It just ruins the whole game for me. But, um, I do want to bring up, speaking about ruining games, our Broken Builds game. Right now, it's you, me, and Leal. And I believe I found a GM. It's just going to be a little while before they can do a one shot for us. Do I know this person? Are you yeah. keeping them a secret? Who is it? Psychotron. Oh shit! Oh, oh man. Yeah. Psycho. I owe you a beer, possibly two. So we're <laughs> we'll, getting close. We'll see what the we're getting close is. to having our broken builds game. 
but yeah. So uh, we'll see if we get that going and definitely we'll record it and uh, release that out. Sakara, you did not listen to our broken builds. The Sorcerer Paladin multi-class, the... Oh, you're the behind. Sorcerer oh, you you're behind. To, you need to catch up and listen to the broken builds. All right, um, but I think that's it. Did you have any more to talk about? No, that that's a, that's about where we were. Shitty module. We we have such different styles, <laughs> and we really really do. I <laughs> I question how often do you question whether or not you're a good GM? Never. I I I no. show up and hit dingers. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you I do. Question. Uh, you early, uh, early on, I questioned myself. When less less recently, because we have a good time and I've kind of got a I've got I've got a handle on it, right? We we've been playing mm-hmm. together for like over a year. At some point, you learn the thing. Mm-hmm. It's whenever I've caught myself forgetting something. Like I'm not good at callbacks. I'm not good at like tying it back in. I'm always in the now. And there's these really powerful moments where you're like, remember three weeks or three sessions ago, right? And you're like, oh my god, it's a tapestry. He's been doing this the whole time. I'm not good at that. I forget NPCs. <laughs> like left and right or things that ha- I don't have a strong memory and I don't want to take notes in the moment. So I try to do it like the next day or the, or the, the, the hours after. So I question myself on that. I sometimes wonder if I am too easy. Cause I've never like really held into the fire much, but I kind of have for the most part, I feel pretty good at it now. Okay. However, I question myself a lot more often when I didn't have a module to kind of be a crutch. I, and, and my next thing I run is going to be homebrew because I think you can do a lot more complex stuff and tell more interesting stories. I don't even know if it'll be D&D, frankly, because as you said, magic can be kind of dumb. And it's it's hard sometimes to fit certain stories around the power of D&D characters. So I don't know. Um, mostly I feel good with this group, though. I feel like we jive. I feel like we're on the same page. We're doing the same thing. We trust each other. It flows well. We're in stitches laughing the whole time. So, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm in pretty good command with the group. And I've got my kind of like my mechanics down. What do I do? How do I prep? Kind of deal. So, there you go. Okay. How about you? You ever, you ever go home and have an existential dread? Every time I run a session. Is it during or after or before? Every or all- time oh. I, I am nervous before a session. Doing the session, I'm fine. And then at the end of the session, I automatically go through everything and what could I have done better? Yep. I've I've been there. I, I think if yeah. you had the same group, though, like if you if you had I'm four doing or five that people, with the Deadlands group that I've been playing with for years. I still. Last Wednesday. After we were done with our Deadlands game or not really? Wednesday, Monday. I sat down and went, you messed up here. You lost, missed an opportunity on that. You did a, you had, you did a terrible description on this. Always. And I always think, what could I have done better to make it more fun for them? Every you know, time I run a session. What's that? It's a quote like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Mm-hmm. Well, your players don't know 100% of the no, shit you never tell us. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't tell you guys. I don't sit there and point yeah. out things, but I do. Like after every after every game, I I tear it down and say, "What could you do better?" and try to do better next time. But I'm very very hard on myself. So where you have seemed to have a very easygoing nature with yourself, you seem to like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's insecurity there. It is. It's, <laughs> there's enough. It's. It was a lot harder earlier on. Yeah, it was a lot harder. Whenever I got caught and just didn't have an answer or a preparation bit, or I lost mm-hmm. my my place in the book. I don't know where I'm at or what this NPC fucking does. Mm-hmm. Like this past time, I was supposed to have this like like the first thing they fight are Bodax. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a fucking print off for them. Mm-hmm. I fucked up. I have little cards. That I bought for monsters, right? Those little like de- yeah. like they're sold by Hasbro or Wizards. Yeah. Well, there's some monsters they don't sell, and so I have a I have a little like um, folder deal with their stats printed off. So I have their stats, but I don't have a card, so I don't have a visual thing except to like turn the book around, and that felt a little shitty. And I was like, damn, I should have you know, like I kind of knew that I didn't have all those printed up. 
I'd have to just print them up on a printer. Didn't mm-hmm. do it. Should have prepped that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some hags that are a part of this module. I haven't done them. But there's so much content in this thing. I have fucked up a lot of content. Like there's been a lot of threads where I like bold forward so fast, and I'm like, "Fuck!" There's supposed to be a, a, a splinter off here, here, and here. Too late now. There's just so much content that was kind of fine. Yeah. Yeah. I should go slower. I actually have a sticky note in my uh, tackle box that just says "slow down." <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, as long as they're having fun and. Um... We'll see uh, what happens to them next time. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Let us know what you think of his game. What do you think about running uh, Tomb of Annihilation? Do you like running these old modules? Do you like running modules at all? I hate them. I want. Uh, I really want to know <laughs> how people feel about these type of old school beat 'em up. Kind of, kind of, occasionally take cheap shots. What modules do you like? I mean, I, I know Strasville yeah. rated, but like, what are the ones people are like? I love this module, and why? Because I am curious. I, I yeah. have some of them. I wouldn't. If anyone's want to run Waterdeep, would love to hear it. So yeah, let us know. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Peace.